You're listening to the Living Unapologetically podcast, where you'll learn to thrive living the unapologetic lifestyle. With your host, Shakita, she'll discuss entrepreneurship, life, faith, dating, and everything in between. You'll be unapologetically you, and she'll be, well, unapologetically her. And now, here's your host, Shakita. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Oh, my goodness. I am so incredibly excited about this episode because the title, first of all, I want to tell each and every one of you that I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you. I am so grateful for all of the reviews. I am so grateful for all the love and support. You know, this podcast is so phenomenal, and it is truly a blessing to be able to do this. I super enjoy it. You know, this podcast has been an outlet for me. Um, and so even like being here and talking to you guys is like a form of therapy for me. And this really, really makes me happy. You know, we've been talking about just growing our relationship with God, with our heavenly father. And, you know, as I've been doing that more and diving into him more, I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to say on this episode? What do you want me to talk about? And the title that he gave me was in spite of it all, still I rise. And, you know, I thought it was such a powerful topic, not just for my own personal life and for my own personal self, but for a lot of you guys, you know, I've been, um, in ministry, you know, for quite some time, I co-labor with my spiritual mom and, you know, I hear a lot of stories. I see a lot of things and I sense a lot, um, in the spirit myself. And I've been really, you know, uh, sensing a lot of opposition. There's been so many setbacks. There's been delays. There's been discouragement, you know, and there's been so many things coming against a believer, um, in this hour, but yet and still still you rise yet and still the God on the inside of you rises yet and still you are an overcomer you are a winner you are destined for success in spite of what it looks like uh you are still on your way you know you have to understand that we win you know that this is already like we're victorious you know every morning I wake up and I remind myself that this is a finished work right what Christ did on the cross, it is finished, right? This is a finished work, right? And so we have to learn how to look beyond the naked eye and ask God to open up our hearts so that we can perceive, you know, the new things that he is doing in our lives, the new people, you know, that he is sending in our lives. Because I know sometimes, you know, when you are, you know, presented with opposition, the pressure of the world, the weight of the world, the burden of, of, of just life, you just sometimes get overwhelmed. And when you are overwhelmed, sometimes it is hard for you to appreciate the things in life that really matters the most. I understand that we feel like this is our home, but it's not. We're not going to be here forever. And so we have to be sure that we are enjoying 
every little moment, but obviously you are. And I want you to really, really be excited about where you are because you may not be where you want to be, but you are still here. You know, I was um, on Instagram the other day and I saw a post that said, if you are still alive in May of 2022, then you ought to count it all joy because so many people. And when I saw that, I was like, of course I'm alive. Right. But it's like, you can't even take life for granted because there are so many people that aren't alive. Like you have to really understand that life is a really precious gift and all that we have all been through as a nation, these past couple of months and these past two years with the pandemic, like literally being here today is a blessing. And if you are here on today and you have uh, a pulse, you have to know that God has a purpose for you. You know, I hear people say it all the time. When you have a pulse, God still has a purpose. God still has a plan, right? And I know that there are a lot of things going on. I know that we can all, I think that each and every one of us can have a pity party. Like I really believe that each and every one of us can take out a list and just do this whole woe is me novel. Like I really feel like we all can do that, right? Because there's so many things that we've been through that we're going through that we we are coming out of that, you know, there are promises that we're believing God for that we have yet to see. But I have to tell you that God is faithful. I have to tell you that in spite of it all, you know, God is a keeper, right? And he says in his word that the word of God will not return unto him void. It will accomplish what he said to uh, that it's going to accomplish, right? And so I wanted to talk to you today just to just to give you some encouragement, to give you some scriptures, because I know that it can be difficult if you don't have the word of God to stand on when you are facing trials and when you are going through things. And when life is hard, you picking you pick up the phone and nobody's answering right you're calling and no one's calling you back you know Jesus God God is there you know God wants to be a part of your everyday and for me that was hard to believe because I always thought that God was God that he was a judge that he was like uh busy like in a sense that he was um not available for that kind of stuff but now I'm learning the love of God and the intimacy that God wants to have with his children, that God wants us, you know, every part of us, every part of our day, every part, every moment of our day, he wants us to develop just a spirit of prayer where we are in constant communication with him all day long, like all day long. And this is new uh, for me because, you know, usually in the morning, you guys know I do my quiet time. I wake up, I read my word, I pray, you know, and, and sometimes some, some seasons that that's it, you know, and then we'll do, you know, a Wednesday night Bible study or, you know, our Sunday service or whatever event that we have. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, my 10 o'clock and maybe at three o'clock, you know, I have times where I'll, I'll reach out and pray. Um, but as of late, like these past couple of months, it's just been an all day thing. 
being like a never ending conversation with God. And I have to tell you that it has really elevated my mood and it has really shifted my perspective. Um, and so that has helped me a lot. But I wanted to say that that is something that God desires, that we draw close to him, that we really, really talk to him because, you know, people are people, they're human, they have their own lives, you know, they have their own stuff going on. And sometimes they're not going to be available. And sometimes the door is just going to be closed because God needs you. He's like, come to me, baby. Like I'm here. I want to talk. I, I want you to share your heart with me, like share your heart with me. Right. And so I think that if you develop the habit early on, like you are going to be so much more happier that you did. So anyways, I was just thinking of sharing these three tips with you all, because I think that even though we're doing like amazing. And even though we are survivors, and I know a lot of us have survived some horrible uh, situations and people look at us and they cannot tell, right? Because we don't look like what we've been through. God is a deliverer and he's so amazing. Uh, and when I say beauty for ashes, that's literally what he does. And he's a masterpiece. Like he, he is a, the, what I, what I like to call the ultimate artist and he specializes in masterpieces and he makes each and every one of us just beautiful. And it doesn't even matter like what we've been through. Um, God is still able to, uh, you know, take our ashes and turn them into beauty and deliver you and set you free. Um, so I just wanted to share with you all uh, today, we're going to be talking about three ways to keep the faith when you are facing setbacks, right? Don't let setbacks keep you back. We have to learn to stay determined. We have to learn to stay focused. We have to learn to keep a positive attitude, attitudes of righteousness, because what's happening is we're going through what we're going to go through, right? But sometimes our heart position isn't super incredible. It could be a little bit better, right? Sometimes we're complaining in our hearts. We're complaining, you know, in our conversations, right? And I don't know if you guys are parents, but I'm a parent. I'm a single parent. And, you know, I do every single thing that I can for my teenagers. And so when I hear one of them complain, when I know that I am doing the absolute best, it is like so hurtful. And I think that as a parent, I can relate so much in my own action towards my heavenly father because I complain and I feel like my god this must be like tough you know and so I'm learning to like no cut that out like cut that out right and so you have to learn to have an attitude of righteousness, having a good, positive perspective. And so I just wanted to help you stay positive during these tough times because, you know, you're an overcomer. You know, it's it's the more for you than against you. Right. But the first thing I like you to do is not panic. Whatever situation you're facing, whatever you're going through, whatever is happening, whatever it is, there could be a health scare, there could be a relationship issue, a family issue, a financial issue. Don't panic. Know that God already knows, right? Know that your days were written out before him, right? And so don't panic. It's nice to always just take a deep breath and remember that God 
God is with you no matter what. He never leaves us or forsake us. And that's in the book of Hebrews 13 and 5. God is with you. He's with you. It doesn't matter what it looks like, what it feels like. It doesn't matter any of that. I can really go on and on because, you know, the enemy likes to paint these. He he is like, like a master of illusions. He likes to make you think something's there and it's not. You know, we spend so much time worrying about things that are never, ever going to happen. Right. And so, and we ought to be careful too what we worry about and what we fear because the, the word of God says in the book of Job that the very thing he feared came upon him. So we have to be careful of what we are worrying ourselves with. God doesn't want us to worry. And that was hard for me um, to not worry as a single mom. God, you know, how are my kids future going to be secure? What are they going to do? And just so many questions. And, you know, I, I worry about so much. Like my mind is like, finally come into a place of rest, but it used to be so, I used to be so anxious all the time. And God is like, I, I need to take this from you. I need to take this from you. Right. So worrying is never going to what what can worrying do for you? The Bible talks about worrying is not even uh, you worrying about something. You can't even add a foot to the, the person. Right. In a sense, what is it going to change? Because if anything, it can attract the very thing that you're fearing, according to the book of Job. So you have to. Really, and I'm trying to make it plain, right? But I just know a lot of scriptures because I read the word of God a lot. So that's literally what you really hear when you talk to me, right? But you have to just know that God is with you and that he is never going to leave you or forsake you. You know, God is a promise keeper, right? And God is such a faithful God that he's a covenant keeper. You know, he is faithful to generations, like thousand generations later, he's still faithful. You can have one man or God in the family, like Abraham, you realize that Abraham is is deceased, right? But God still honors the covenant that he has with this man of God that's deceased, right? And so you can imagine God is so faithful to his word, right? And when I heard Bishop Jakes preach it that way, I was like, my God, because that is the truth, right? Number two, remember that there's always more than one way to do something. If it doesn't work out, try something else. You may be working on a project. You may have a business plan or you may have an idea and every door is closing. People are walking away. The project is falling apart, that there's no resources, right, for the project, you know, there's no funding, right, you know, and you have literally just, just worn yourself dry trying to figure it out, right? Maybe you need to do it a different way. Maybe there's another way to solve this problem or to start this company or to start this relationship. Maybe you need to invite God in, Maybe you need to ask God what he wants you to do. Maybe you need to ask God who he wants you to partner with. Maybe you need to get a person, a woman or a man to fast with. You know, I had uh, I had something that was going on in my life and I asked my sister in Christ, I said, sis, could you fast with me on a Saturday? Could we do, could we do about, uh, I believe we did 12 hours. Could we just do 12 hours of a fast? And this is what I'm believing God for. Cause I just really feel some, um, really 
stagnant in this area, sis, and I just really need you to come in agreement with me and I'll be, you know, coming in agreement with you as well. And we exchange, you know, what we were believing God for and we fasted together and that thing broke immediately. Like it broke. And uh, we still have yet to see all the amazing testimonies from that situation. But check out Proverbs 18.15. It talks about that because you you may be doing it one way, but maybe that's not the way God wants you to do it, right? And so it's important that you ask God, okay, I've been doing it this way. I've been doing it my way, but you know, it's not working. It's not working. What should I do, right? And number three, don't give up. You are not a quitter. You are a winner. You are so victorious. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. One thing that you are not is a quitter. If you look at your life today and look at all you've you've done, right, and what you desire to do, you know that you are not a quitter right? So do not give up. Keep going until you get there. Keep going until you get to that place that you desire to be. Because you, some, I hear people talk about uh, the businesses that they want to start, the things they want to do. And they, and they, and they know they look, they're like, I, I know that this is God, you know, God plants the purpose in our heart. Sometimes we'll wake up and we'll have a desire and we think that it's us, but it could very well be God. So don't give up on your dreams because it doesn't look like how you want it to look. Don't give up on your dreams because according to Romans 8 and 28, we know that all things are working together for good. We know that it's working for good for those of us that are called according to his purpose, right? We know it's it's going to work out. Things aren't happening to you. They are happening for you. So when I have challenges in my day, I ask myself, God, what are you showing me in this? When I get anxious, you know, if I reach out to someone, and especially someone I really, really care about, and that person doesn't respond to me, I get really anxious. Like I, oh my goodness, are they okay? Are they upset with me? Are they ignoring me? Um, Did I do something to make them angry? And, uh, you know, like, I don't know, right? But then I I say, God, uh, because it happened the other day as I was cooking dinner, um, And I had reached out to someone and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't reply when I wanted them to reply, um, which was uh, soon, right? They usually respond quickly, rather quickly, I say. And, um, the person didn't respond. And as I was making dinner, I was just like, oh, I can't look at my phone another time and not see a message or a call from this person. Like, what is going on? And then I was like, you know what, God, I have to give this to you because I'm anxious. I'm getting worried and that's not going to change anything. And I just felt God's peace. I felt his peace, guys. And I know that um, God wants us to have a life full of peace. Um, even when we don't understand people, when we don't understand what's going on, he still wants us to have peace. And so I got God just, I just felt peace, the peace of God. And I was okay. You know, I was okay. And so 
I just said, God, what are you, what do you want me to see in this situation? Right. One, don't take people for granted, you know, love on people while it's still day. The Bible talks about this. And my spiritual mom says this every time I talk to her, encourage someone while it is still day, love someone. Don't be afraid. Like, where I've been these past couple of weeks, it's like love like you've never been hurt. Love covers the multitude of sins. Love, 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 even if people are not receptive. Because what, I, what I've what i learned is I used to be so transactional in my relationships. Okay, if I send this person a, a message, if they don't reply back to me, then it's going to be like X, Y, and Z. Or if I do this for this person, then I'm expecting them to do. It was just very transactional. I was putting in, in something and I was expecting something back. And if you're like that, don't be transactional. Don't be a transactional lover. You know what? Love. And whether they do what you want them to do or not, continue to love, continue to pour into them, continue to encourage them, continue to do it because you may be the only one doing it. You may be the only one that is is taking the extra mile and don't expect anything back. When you tell someone that you love them because you are just overflowing, some days I have those days where I am just overflowing in the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God. And I literally want to hug the first person I see. And it's it's unnatural for people because people aren't used to that. And I just do it anyways. I just love them anyways. I just, I do. I really, really do. And even if I'm texting, anybody will tell you, if you get a message from me, ton of hearts, ton of happy faces, ton of emojis. Like I am very expressive and I'm very colorful. And so... I love out loud and I love on purpose. Be intentional. Be intentional when God gives you a love assignment. Ask God, God, who is my love assignment? And it doesn't have to be the opposite sex. It doesn't have to be a man of God. You know, it doesn't have to be a woman. It could be a a widow. It could be someone that's in bereavement or grieving. They just lost a loved one. It can be a coworker. It can be a barista at, you know, one of the coffee places. We have so many now, but ask God, who is my love assignment? And when God reveals your love assignment, oh my goodness, love on that person. Because we see what people want us to see. I tell people all the time, God, guys, and I'm just really going to venture off a bit, but I tell people all the time, because I know that this is for somebody. I tell people all the time, like, you cannot get to know a person from social media. It doesn't matter what they're posting. You don't know what they're going through. It doesn't matter if they're how they appear when they are with you. Because a lot of people that are uh, suicidal or they're going through stuff, they're not going to really, really let you know because sometimes they don't want to be saved. And it's up to you and the God in you to be so sensitive that you can sense it, that you can feel it. You know, there are days where I feel people. There are days where I feel them and I reach out to them and they and 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 just have a word and they will be like I needed that I needed this we don't know because we can be fooled right but God knows so when you ask God who your love assignment is whoever that person is ask God how to um have you access that person 
so that you can pour your love. And if you feel like you don't have any love, because I know some of us deal with loving ourselves and we have low self-esteem. But if you feel like you don't have enough love for someone else, then you need to ask God to fill you with his love. And he will. He will do it. And so ask God this week, who is my love assignment? Who's my love assignment, Lord? Who do you want me to just love on? And watch God really change your heart, their heart. And just every week, ask God for a love assignment. Who's my love assignment this week, Lord? And that's for somebody because love assignment, (laughs) that just came to my spirit right now. I've never even heard of that word before, but it's amazing and I'm excited. So guys, hit me up on Instagram, you know, take a picture with your love assignment and tag me in it, you know, whatever you guys decide to do. But I pray that you pour just your love on someone, right, while it is still day. But anyways, I know I shorted I sort of shifted I get excited because you know when it's when it's for God it doesn't really always go the way I planned but I know that that was meant for somebody so guys be encouraged when you're going through things you know when you're facing setbacks number one don't panic number two remember there's always more and number three do not give up guys oh my goodness I'm so excited I love each and every one of you so dearly and you are all in my prayers. Have an incredible Friday and a marvelous weekend. Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakita on the Living Unapologetically podcast. Join us next Friday when she discusses more of faith, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. Please visit our website for more information, www.iamshakita.com or on Instagram at I am Shakita. And don't forget to like and subscribe.